This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Six Rings and Football Things. We are hitting our in-season stride here. That is WEEI's Mike Cadlick, you see, if you're watching the video. If not, yep. he just waved, and now he says hello. Hi. That's Mike Cadlick, WEEI.com. This is Six Rings and Football Things, and we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And we are back for more of a favorite new segment in the Six Rings world this year. Oh, yeah. Cadlick's Crucial Clashes. Patriots, Jets, Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium. Some are calling this a must-win game. I'm calling it a can't-lose game because I feel like the Patriots have been losing games, and we all know the Bill Belichick mantra that before you can win, you have to not lose. And I think this is a game where you might be able to let the opposition lose because the opposition includes Zach Wilson, who, for being honest, and I said this on TV last night, I don't mean it to be a shot, and it sounds really mean, is a bit of a loser at the quarterback (laughs) position. He finds ways to lose games. Um, And I say that not... Again, it's it's just the facts of the situation. If he could rein in some of his um, what's your what's your famous saying? The truth's never mean. The truth is never mean. And there you go. He, he loses does lose. Games. He yeah. does. And I think if you could ever break that from him, the Jets are a well-rounded football team with lots of interesting pieces. And I know they have their uh, be in a in their bonnet, so to speak, over this fourteen-game losing streak. And Garrett Wilson, that's unacceptable. Yep. And he and Sauce Gardner were brought to New York to end such a losing streak. And all of those storylines that goes into Patriots Jets. And then you look at the standings in the AFC East. You have the Dolphins, as we know, thanks in part to last week, two and zero atop the standings. The Bills, who were dead and buried by some in week one looked pretty lively last week they're one and one sure did 
The Jets, who were dead and buried in week one, except people forget they actually won that football game against the Bills, are one and one. And you're new. I had them on the money line. Look at you. I saw that. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Moneyline Cadillac, we'll call him. Oh, but, yeah. And then the Patriots are 0-2 in the basement. If you go to 0-3, looking up at those other teams, we're spiraling here. So before we get into the clashes, I want to ask you a superficial question because you are our guy, boots on the ground at Gillette Stadium, in the locker room, in the press conferences, yeah. on the practice field. And I think some people are wondering after, and I am part of this group wondering, mm -hmm. Matthew Judon comes to the podium post game and says, wait, we need a minute before I take questions. We're not a bad football team. And my reaction to that was, well, um, just to be fair, Matthew, I'm not sure anyone said you were a bad football team. So who exactly are you pushing? Yeah, you, you're saying it, right? Is that in your own head? And then Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, voiced some of the frustrations for this team and how much effort they are putting in, the work they're putting in. Is this team, do you believe, Mike Cadlick, at any sort of crossroads here in terms of confidence and maybe the negative snowballing mm -hmm. if they can't kind of right the ship and get a win it's very early obviously they're only zero and two um it's not a good start and we, we all 15 know the games stats. did you know they right. have, uh, according, according to hunter to henry he checked and they have 15 games 15 opportunities still to yes. play and Henry and Gasicki, the both both tight ends. It must be a tight end room thing that they're talking about. There's there's like a big uh, a big schedule on the tight end yeah. room wall that has all the games, and they're checking them off. And the um, fact remains, they could go fifteen and two. Correct. They that is in fact their ceiling. Um, yeah. So it's early, right? Like th there is a chance to rebound, and we saw the Bengals do it last year. I'm not calling this team the Bengals, but there is opportunity to grow. Um, but I do think that this, you're right, is a is a must-win game, can't lose type of game because they are already at that point where they're taking the they're trying to take the negativity out of it. And they're sort of we need to rally together. And Max talking about work and Bentley's talking about work. And um now we're asking everybody about work because Mac put that into the ether too. Now, like I, I just wrote about it this morning on WEI.com. He's talking about Everybody needs to do more. If you're in the for 45 minutes, you got to be in for an hour and a half. If you're watching film for a half hour, you should watch for an hour. Like everybody needs to work harder. Uh, GRD, our good friend, our six rings friend, uh, reported that Jawan Bentley had a talk in the locker room. We need to work harder. So they're trying to rally themselves together before this thing snowballs. Um, them putting it out in the, into the media world is something that this team's never really done before since uh, over the last 20 years that we've seen. So it's interesting to see it that way, but uh, they do need to sort of rally this week and get a win. I think because if you go down 0-3, the next couple of games is the Cowboys, who I, I've i chalked that up to a win before the season started. That team's nasty. They're 2-0, and and they're what the them and the Dolphins are two of the best teams in football. So are the Eagles. So they, they have rough sledding here. The Bills coming up. Um even the Saints and the Raiders, those aren't like shoe wins anymore. So they have it. They have a tough road ahead. So they need they need to get a win under their belt. They need to sort of get get the feeling of a win before they uh, before they hit this stretch here. Yes, because I'm a big believer in the idea, whether it's within games or within seasons, that you can't win a game in the first quarter. You can't win a season in the first month. Right. But you can lose it. You can put sure. yourself in a hole. You put yourself behind the eight ball where you're chasing. And a lot of people, I mean, the number was seven and a half, the win total. A lot of people think this is a basically a 500 football team. Well, if right. you go, oh, and three and then play 500 the rest of the rest of the way, it's not good enough because you dug a right. hole like you're chasing victories. Now, I certainly think that. And the other question I want to ask you, 
I have this old Paul Perillo, old friend, Patriots.com, PU, used to make fun of me because I used to term failure and a lot of coming up short, whether it's players or whether it's teams, with a simple question. Is it a want-to problem or a can't problem? Mm -hmm. I think there are some that don't want it enough. That would be the illusion here. Like, maybe you need to work a little harder. Maybe we're not doing enough. But then I hear Juju Smith-Schuster, and I think he at least perceives it as they are working hard. They are doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, And it's still coming up short. So does that make it a a can't problem? You are investing, and in the end, you're not good enough. You can't get the job done. Is is this a want-to or a can't problem in your mind? I, I don't want to question their hard work like yep. I, I, because I'm not, you know, we, we're there often. Like I'm down there just about every day of the week, but we're also yep. not in the middle of practice and we don't see them in the weight room. Right. So I find it not fair to sit here and be like, they're not working hard enough. But for them to all question it and you hear the, the comments, yep. uh, it sort of feels that way because they could have won these games. They're Absolutely. not they're not a bad football team. I don't believe that. Like. They just played the reigning NFC champions and the 2-0 Miami Dolphins track meet football team to one possession games in their first two weeks of the season. And they were this close to winning both. So I don't think they can't win them. So if you're going to give me those two options, it kind of feels like a want problem right now. Strictly just reading it from the outside. And from their perspective, the one thing I will say is while it seems um, questionable to acknowledge it and bring it public that we need to work harder, therefore implying we're not working hard enough, I think it's easier to say, yeah, we're not working hard enough. We need to work harder than to accept we're not good right. enough. We right. can't do this. We can't win. We don't measure up. Because if you accept that, well, now the season's over, right? So right. I think from their perspective, putting it in the work world and saying we need to work harder um, gives them yeah. hope and opportunity because the acknowledgement of a can't is... 100%. We just got to stay here longer. If we stay here another 10 minutes, we're going to beat this team. If we like, Instead of being like, yep. well, we did our best, but didn't happen again. Like That's that's a tough and, way to look at it. And that's why Juju's comments um, resonated with me because he, mm-hmm. again, sort of implied we are working hard, and that's yeah. why it's so frustrating. And I'm thinking, well, he's a new guy here, so he's comparing it to his last stop, which was the Chiefs. Right. And if he thinks they're working hard, that means they're probably working as hard as he worked in Kansas City and they won the Super Bowl, what's the difference? Oh, talent. Yeah, like, right. We're not that was sort of the Chiefs. line of yeah. processing in my head, which makes it worrisome. But, hey, opportunity, as Hunter Henry says, there's another game this week. It is the right. Jets, so let's get to it. If you want to read it, it is over on weei.com right now as we speak. Yep. Cadillac's Crucial Clashes, number one on the list against Robert Sala, all gas, no break, and the yeah. game green Jets. <laughs> what do we got? Uh so last week, one of my clashes was Mac Jones versus Vic Fangio. A smart cerebral quarterback against a spin the dial, confuse the opponent type of defense. Thought it was pretty well matched. I thought we kind of saw that in the game. I know Mac wasn't great, but I felt, you know, it was, a, it was a good matchup. So this week, I went with the same thing, but opposite sides of the field and a matchup that is very lopsided, and it's Zach Wilson versus Bill Belichick. Zach Wilson, who has not had success against this Patriots team. Not only are the Jets 0-14 in their last 14 matchups, Zach Wilson is 0-4 in his four matchups against the Patriots. They always confuse him. They always make it a disaster for him. Um, Bill Belichick and Andrew Callahan from the Herald has outlined something like this every time, and he didn't say it this week, but he said something similar. Every time Belichick says about a quarterback, they can make all the throws. 
<laughs> it means he doesn't think they're actually that good and right. that they just have a strong arm. And so right. he said that about Wilson many a times. Yesterday, the only thing he said about Wilson was, yeah, he's really athletic. We've seen him before. Uh, so that made me think he is ready to just make his life hell this week. Uh, Wilson, obviously, he wasn't expecting to play this year. He's there learning from Aaron Rodgers. Not that I want to sit here and give him the benefit of the doubt because he is a he's a bust. Like he, in my in my column, I wrote fringe bust. I think I'm going to change that to complete bust because yeah. he he just he hasn't been good. Uh, and I think that he kind of got the shit under the stick here a little because he didn't expect to play, and then he just gets thrown into the fire with this really good team and all these expectations. If you watched Hard Knocks, it was basically like, oh yeah, we're better now because Aaron's here and Zach's on the on the sideline. So. Yep. Um, he has tough sledding, but I'll be interested to see how he responds. He played okay week one. He didn't play well week two, and I think Belichick's going to make his life hell. But I'm curious to see, again, how they how they respond with Zach Wilson back there because Garrett Wilson, uh, Brees Hall, he has the weapons. He doesn't really have the offensive line. We'll get to that, but um, I'm, I'm looking at this matchup. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's two key matchups in this game in my mind. I know you go three deep on the uh, website, but there, there's oh, yeah. really two. This is one of them. I mean, okay. quite frankly, you – you beat the Jets twice last year because of Zach Wilson. Right. They they weren't a contender last year because of Zach Wilson. That's why they went out and invested heavily in Aaron Rodgers and his people. And you're right. He the first week I saw people joking like he didn't even have his headband on. It wasn't anywhere to be found. <laughs> yes. like he, he had no plan of going in that game. And then all right. of a sudden, four four plays in, he's in the game. And I just think it's so infuriating from a Jets fan's perspective because you're not asking him to win the game. You're doing what we talked about earlier. You're asking him to right. not lose it. Like, 100%. let the defense play. Let Brees Hall break off an 80-yard run. Let Garrett Wilson catch a slant and go 80 yards for a touchdown. Like, those have all happened over the first right. two weeks. And then and, last week he threw three picks still. Like, he's still right. turning the ball over. And, right. And you can't – I mean – Going back to Patriots games, he lives the epitome of throwing into a defensive meeting. Like, there'll be right. three guys around in one jet. And you know the guy is thinking, oh, he's not going to – why is he throwing to me? Why is he – there's three guys around me. Why is he yeah. throwing to me? So, I just don't know if you can break him of that. I don't know if Hackett or whoever it may be can get in his ear and just be like, if we punt, we win. If you turn right. it over, we lose. It's very simple. Like, I would tell him that. I would say, punt, win. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would be my right. motto with him. Punts, win. Because we'd rather I, you go three and out than try. Yes. Play. Three and outs win. What doesn't yes. win is the other team taking the ball. And right. but I don't know if he's capable. I like I think sometimes, you know, you just a leopard has certain spots and you can scrub and scrub mm -hmm. and scrub and those spots are not coming off. Well, that's the thing with Hackett, too, in this situation. Like, Hackett was there for Rodgers. I think – I honestly think Zach Wilson would, would probably be better off if Aaron Rodgers was his offensive coordinator now than Nathaniel Hackett. Um, not that Hackett's a bad OC. Like, I think he was fine in Green Bay. But, he, again, he was there for Rodgers. He wasn't expecting to have to sit here and coach Zach Wilson this year. So I don't know how much how much he's going to make it easy on him. Besides, again, being in his ear and say, don't throw that freaking you – know, right. don't, don't turn do the ball it. over. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Right. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah, yeah so that's uh, – I agree with you 100%. Crucial clash one from Mike Cadlick is Zach Wilson versus Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, the Patriots. Yeah. the defense. By the way, they're coming off a um, good performance, a creative week where I think you could argue they did their job for the bulk yep. of that game. They kind of decided how they wanted to play the game. We're going to take away the big plays in the passing game. You're probably going to run the ball a little bit. I mean, obviously, they didn't want to give up the 43-yard touchdown to Raheem Mostert where he goes untouched. But other than that, um, I think they kind of drew something up and got the bulk of what they wanted. The big difference is 
they were facing a quarterback whose record is undefeated against them, as opposed to now a quarterback who is winless against them for right. a team that's winless against them. So, yes, I think that's a key matchup. So, matchup number two, Cadillac's Crucial Clashes. So, I'm trying to guess off of what you just said about you had two matchups. I yep. think this is your second one. Yep, let's see. The Patriots offensive line versus the Jets front seven. Absolutely. I thought okay. yesterday at Gillette Stadium, the first thing that came out of everybody's mouth was like the front seven, the front yeah. four, the defensive line, the way they can dominate, which in any matchup, I agree with. When you have Quinn and Williams and those guys, they continue yep. to draft guys, Will McDonough and the Johnson kid from that. Like they have a lot. I know uh, Franklin Myers is on the injury report. We'll see how that plays out. But right. um, that to me is scary for almost any offensive line. And then you marry it up with, we still really don't know what the Patriots offensive line right. is going to be. So to me, that's huge. Whatever happens yeah. there could change the game. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. You're right. You look at it again, Franklin and Myers, Quinn and Williams, the uh, Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, like all those guys studs. And then you're not even talking about the second level, which is also, you know, again, I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying it to everyone, but the front seven, you talk about CJ Mosley, one of the best linebackers in football. Yep. Mac Mac raved about him. Belichick raved about him. You got to worry about that guy too, whether he's blitzing, whether he's on the line, um, whether he's, you know, in pass coverage. And that's not really O-line versus front seven, but he's a he's a magician out there. I think Max said he was like awesome, magic, whatever. He said something that they raved about him. So that's something you have to worry about too. To be fair, uh, he's an Alabama guy, right? Yeah, I believe so. So that's a little I think there's yeah, a little side bias there, but okay. yeah, for sure. But uh nonetheless, he's very good. Uh the offensive line. For the Patriots, this is the first time we're going to see, hopefully, their best, healthiest offensive line. Because week one, it was Mafia and So at guard because the because Strange and Unwinner didn't play. Week two, it was low on the left because Trent was out. Um, and then everybody else was sort of the same because Strange and Unwinner came back. But then that's that's still two different offensive lines. We've talked about it. This is the third time we've talked about it on our Thursday show. You want consistency on the offensive line. I think this is the first time we're going to get the line they really wanted, aside from maybe Riley Reef on IR, um, that they wanted to start the offseason. Because Trent Brown, back from a concussion, he was limited yesterday. He's going he's gonna to clear protocol. Um, I heard you talking about it with Gresham Fourier, that maybe that was a contract concussion a little bit, perhaps. But Just wondering. Yeah, so he's going to be back at the left. At left, um, You're going to assume, or I'm going to assume anyway, that Unwenu and Stranger back at guards. David Andrews is going to play center, and then Calvin Anderson's going to be the right tackle. So that's what they wanted from the start, and that's what you're going to get. Um, whether that's going to you know relate to success, who knows? Calvin Anderson, um, and I tweeted it, and I got a lot of flack for it, and I kind of understand why, because he hasn't been that good. But basically, I tweeted that he's been, like, it's impressive what he's doing for the simple fact that he's played two weeks in a row every single snap after not taking a snap in training camp and coming off NFI, and we don't know what it is. So I wanted to give him his kudos, but you're you're right. Everybody's right. He hasn't been great. He needs to be better. Put him back on the right side and not on Mac's blind side and see if that makes any difference. Perhaps Mac can then see the rusher coming and get away from it instead of getting, you know, sacked in the back. But, no, they're going to uh, – it is their their healthiest, fullest offensive line, but they're still going to have their hands with this Jets front seven. So I'll be curious to see how they match up. Yeah, this could be getting back to our earlier discussion of like want to and can't. Like there's been so much put in the offensive line. Like once they're healthy, we'll see. Like, yeah, you might see they still aren't very good and they still stink. <laughs> right. And you might still see low mixing in for Calvin Anderson. Maybe they decide low has come on and he's a guy they want to see play. Um, you might still see rotations on the inside. Maybe City So has earned 
reps somewhere. Right. Uh, I, I don't Mike know because Mike on Wenu didn't finish the game either right. on Sunday. And he, so he's rest. clearly not. And then to me, the big question, maybe the most important question in here for the line is this was a bad matchup for Cole Strange a year ago. Quinn and Williams kind of ate his rookie lunch. Right. Does he eat his sophomore lunch as well and continue to bully him and shove him in a locker uh, right. because he's your first round draft pick of recent times? He should be hitting his stride as a key positive on the line, not 100%. a negative. I mean, the only thing he's good at so far is being a short yardage back, and even that gets overturned on uh, replay. So, yeah, this that would have been so much fun. That would have been so much fun if they got that. Oh, absolutely! Like it was fun. Yeah, it was. Even seeing it, unfortunately, right. from a Patriots perspective, obviously, it kind of was just a different way to lose a game in excruciating right. fashion. But it was a fun play, and he's he's definitely athletic. I, I mean, we yeah. joke about it, but he's an athlete he, for yeah. for his size. He is definitely an athlete. Now I'm just, is he stout enough? Can he hold up against these big defensive linemen who are also, by the way, athletic? Right. And he also seems to be still learning this, this new scheme because they brought him in as in a, a zone blocking scheme type of guy. And to run that Patricia, the joke of a Patricia version of the Shanahan offense that they wanted to run last year. And then all of a sudden they change everything up. And he, like, sometimes he just looks confused out there. Right. Like he blocks the wrong guy. He runs past someone who makes a sack. Like it's almost... I don't think I, I don't doubt his ability. I more doubt his fit in the system. That that's sort of starting to worry me. Like if if he can get that figured out, then I think they're going to be better off with him. But for now, it's kind of a wait and see. And he's going to be tested with Williams too. So. so basically, your first two clashes that we've gone down, I think, are the first one is the way the Patriots win the game, and the second one is probably the way the Jets win the game because 100%. this is the foundation of their team right now. We can talk about. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, all the playmakers. Right. It's me, the foundation 100%. is that front seven on defense where everything comes from. Salah's a defensive coach. I'm sure he would love to win this game 3 nothing or 6-3 right. or whatever the hell it and may so be. so would and Belichick. Both of these oh, guys absolutely. want to do that. And I'm yeah. not ruling out a, a very low-scoring sort of rock fight game at right. MetLife. I, I think, you know, if both teams play pretty well, I think that's probably the game you're going to get based on the way the rosters yeah. are built and limited and all of those things. Okay, so two critical clashes that we uh, have gone through that I think we agree on and would have yep. both put in some order one and two. Third on Cadillac's crucial clashes. So this is just this is just the fun one. This is the get your popcorn ready one. The Garrett Wilson versus Christian Gonzalez. I can't wait to watch these two match up because you talk about, again, those first two are the foundational ones, the win, the loss. But this is just the one where it's like two real, two dogs just going up against each other. And second time I'm talking about hard knocks here, but they showed Wilson versus Sauce Gardner in that a bunch. And it was fun because it's two of the two of the best players at their position going up against each other. That's how I feel this is in a real NFL football game, because Garrett Wilson is a stud. He's the second best receiver in the AFC East, he's, but he's he's already come, coming up and approaching on Stefan Diggs. Like, I think he's that nasty. He's quick. He runs crisp routes. He runs after the catch. He makes contested catches. He makes high, highlight reel catches. He does everything as a wide receiver. Going into his second year where they hit his stride. But then you have Christian Gonzalez on the other side, the Patriots stud. He's been like the one true, real, bright spot of this team through two weeks. He has a highlight reel sack. He has a high, highlight reel interception. Um, he's the third highest graded cornerback in the NFL, according to pro football focus. He was the highest rookie graded in the NFL last week, according to pro football focus. He's a stud. He makes plays. He makes them in critical condition or critical, you know, points in the game. Um, he's just been nasty and I'm excited to see how he matches up again against Garrett Wilson after last week, 
having to do it against Hill and Waddle in the week before against Brown and Smith. He's played against them already in week three. So now he goes up against Wilson. I'm excited to see these two uh, match up. It's going to be going to be good. Yeah. In a, in an ideal world, in an ideal marketing NFL world, I think we would be, and I agree with you. This is a, a big matchup because they yeah. do have a number one receiver. This isn't like the first two weeks where there were two star receivers on the opposition and you kind of not sure exactly how the Patriots would play right. it, trying to deal with both shut down Garrett Wilson and yep. your, your rookie corner looks like he's a shutdown corner or as close to the modern version of shutdown corner right. as may exist. He's getting praise from Tyreek Hill talking about his length and his athleticism and the things he did. Obviously he out jumped him for that interception on a nice play. Um, Ty law too. Ty law and Greg Hill was giving him some praise. He said, uh, if he if he gets there, they want to give him. He wants to give him the number twenty four that Law and Revis and uh, Gilmore all had here. So that would be I, keep an eye I, on that. I still think Gonzo wants zero, and Bill won't let him. Yeah, have I know. It, but I yeah. don't know that to be a fact, so I can't totally go down that road. Right. Um, 24, 24, 2 plus four is six, and that's the number he wears right now. Fun fact. Ah, look at you, one of those numerologists out there. Yeah. Um, but I. <laughs> We we actually did a Breaking Boston podcast solely on sort of the Tyreek Hill praise and that mm -hmm. Gonzo has been the bright mark. As I said, though, in an ideal world, I think what you'd have here is Gonzo var versus Wilson, Sauce Gardner versus, I don't know who Sauce Gardner you're yeah, taking right. away because the Patriots don't Demario really Douglas. <laughs> Mario Douglas. Demario Douglas or Kendrick Bourne or somebody else who's really not that good and it's not right. a great fun matchup. But from a Patriots defensive perspective and a team building perspective, Gonzo, we talked about it on on the Breaking Boston podcast. He's been borderline done everything right from April 20, whatever that was, um, to now. Like all along the way, I talked to you a little bit about a dip late in the preseason, I thought, but minor, not like fall on his face type. Dip. Right. And then once the bullets, quote unquote, started flying, he picked it right back up and has taken it to a regular season competitive elite level. So um yeah i look forward to it could he get embarrassed absolutely but i know last week there were some questions about did he bait tua into the interception and yeah that? i don't know if i buy that we'll see but if there's anyone he could bait into an interception it's zach wilson absolutely. oh yeah yeah no yeah. this week like i'm right. not even sure you have to bait him but if you bait him a little bit i think he'll take the cheese even going toward an elite receiver 100%. like garrett wilson so yeah looking forward to uh gonzo in this matchup kind of adding to his what has to be considered at this point, a defensive rookie of the year type resume 100%. two weeks into the season. And um, I'm bringing this up now, uh, arguably in my opinion, going down the road of maybe, maybe early. Don't hold me to it. Here we go. Second best pick in the bill Belichick drafting era behind Richard Seymour. Cause I firmly believe when you have these immense needs with these high picks and you take that position and you nail that, like that's yep. the most important thing that can happen to a football team. It's not a flyer. It's not day two. It's not injury. You needed a cornerback. You yep. saw a number one caliber cornerback. Now the one question is why the hell did you trade down? And did you really know what the hell you were doing? Um, I hope you did. And I hope you right. weren't just saying, Oh, there'll be four players there and we'll just take one of them and we'll like one of them. If that's true. Well, then I dis disregard all of this because I don't give you the credit, but, but we'll never know. Right. If you pulled a Danny Ainge and got Jason Tatum at three instead of one, right. if you did that, this is one of the potentially best picks of the Belichick era. And they need it because they need tent poles. They need stars to build around. And that's what Gonzo is becoming. So, OK, we've wrapped up the three critical, crucial clashes for Cadillac. I we'll added get it. it. We'll there. get it. I'm going to add one more. I don't even know yeah. the other guy's name. 
But we talked about could be a rock fight. We talked yeah. about could be 6 3, 10, 7, 13, 10. You know what those all involve? Field what? goals. Nah. Chad Ryland and the fill in kicker for the Jets, because I believe Greg Zerline is still injured. Yeah, he's hurt. Um, so the guy, and he, he hit a bunch of field goals last week. Uh, I'm, I probably should know his name. It's on here. I got a roster, so I'm going to look it up. Let's see. It's the kicker, kicker, kicker. <laughs> Where the hell's the kicker? Did they call him up from the practice squad? Austin Siebert. Siebert. Oh, yes. He was a uh, Oklahoma Sooner. He played with yes. Baker Mayfield there. Yeah. So Picked a lot of field goals down in, uh, where do they play? Norman? Yeah. Yes. Norman, Oklahoma. So I am going to say the Jets kicker, Siebert, versus Chad Ryland could also be a matchup. Whichever young kicker uh, misses could uh, help lose the game for his team. So I'll throw that in there. Before like we it. wrap up this six rings and football things, we have to get Mike Cadlick's overall game prediction. Patriots-Jets Sunday afternoon, AFC's rivalry battle of I-95, MetLife Stadium. Who you got? I got uh, – I'll be there uh, so you can nice. follow along. I'll be there for coverage. Nice. Uh, WEI.com, at Mike Cadlick on the old Twitter machine. And my prediction is a 17-9 to Patriots win. Patriots win. Patriots. I think they win. get off the schneid. I think uh, this is the week to do it. Again, you get Zach Wilson, you get your confidence back. 17 points doesn't do it for me completely as far as confidence, but you need to win this game before you can win against the Cowboys and the Bills and the Dolphins coming up. Like, you're not going to win those games if you don't beat the Jets first. So this is the time to do it. I think Belichick knows that. I think they know it. Um, so this is the week to do it. And they they do it uh, by eight points, low score, and uh, they make Zach Wilson's life hell once again. They need it. They yep. want it. They sound like they're willing to work for it. And I think it will be there for the taking, much like the first two games were. And hopefully they can get it. But uh, I'll be back on Six Rings and Football Things with our game preview. We'll talk to Mike Giardi. We'll talk to Brandon Tierney of WFAN, who went viral with a, a clip a couple uh, a week plus ago about the Jets. Uh, Six Rings and Football Things presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I want to thank Mike Cadlick. Thank you for listening. Download yep. the Odyssey app. Subscribe. I hope you're enjoying Cadlick's Crucial Clashes. Go read it. If you want more in-depth info on WEEI.com, and we will Thanks, everyone. see you next week. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.